Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, Urban Glory Radio listeners. This is Celine Olivia, one of the executives here at Urban Glory Campaign. I am delighted for listening on another Sunday morning in the Word. You are in for a treat. We want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there listening. If you're listening and you have not, there's Mother's Day to your mother yet. I want to have say not only from you, but from the Urban Glory campaign. We are grateful for the, the contribution and the sacrifices that all the mothers do for us as our children. And we become parents, and then they give us advice, and we become grandparents. And then, so if they're still alive, they're still giving advice, still giving their whole lives. They're all giving to us. So we are grateful for our mothers. Make sure you appreciate your mother today. Give her honor. The scripture tells us to honor our parents. It will have long life. So happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. In a few moments, you will hear from Reverend Breland, who will speak a word from the Lord, as always. Get in contact with us. Tell us how the radio broadcast is blessing you. Go to Urban Glory Campaigns on Facebook or any other social media platforms. You can also go to our website, urbanglorycampaigns.com. Or email us at reverendroycampaigns.gmail.com. Contact us. Tell us how you are blessed by the broadcast. You need prayer. Contact our number as well. And we will connect you with prayer ministers. As we will 24-7 do a ministry that we have partnered with. And you will be blessed by the power of God and the glory of God of our founder says it is glory from here. So in just a few moments, enjoy the word of God from Reverend Levon. Well, good evening, praise, or good morning, rather, praise the Lord. I am delighted. I want to echo that. Happy Mother's Day. That dates the teaching, but that's okay. God is glorified anyway. We're going to continue uh, on the love of God, love as a lifestyle, and this is kind of 2B. Um, even though <laughs> we really have three parts. It's supposed to be a three-part lesson, but it's turned out to be a lot longer. Um, but God is glorified either way. Um, we, uh, when you talk about the love of God, it just expands in your heart and in your mind, and so we're going to be dealing with that today. Of course, we have a lot of scriptural references that we're going to go to. Um, we're going to start in Colossians chapter 3. We're going to work ourselves to... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today. I think we'll only have time for those two. All right, let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do it all you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church and Father and everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, and you be glorified. What is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We started out in Galatians chapter 5 where it says faith works by love. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We talked about love being a lifestyle because the just live by faith 
and faith worketh by love, that love becomes a lifestyle. Amen. We said that the goal was simply, in this teaching, the goal was simply to discover how the love of God works according to the scripture and excelling in love. And that really has to be our objective. We also dealt with how it unlocks certain things. Three major points of the lesson are this, that the love of God liberates us to live out our new creation. And then we've been in this part that I've been trying to expand and explode, which is that the love of God compels the light of the gospel when reflecting the compassion of Christ and finding out really what Christ's compassion is. And what better topic than to talk about love on Mother's Day? Um, very powerful and apropos to the teachers. And then, of course, the love of God also, thirdly, brings about divine perfection, which when the believer thrives off of it, it preserves itself through revelation knowledge of the truth. And so all of this, love, the love of God liberates, it, it, uh, it encompasses compassion, and then it perfects not only the person who embodies the love of God, but everyone that comes in contact with it. Those, those factors help us live this life out. All right, and we haven't gotten to the perfecting process because that's, that requires a whole other vein of thought. So I'm going to express this teaching out as much as I can. I have some more teachings that are coming that are very important to the body of Christ. And the Lord uh, uh, instructed me to kind of balance it out. This is more of a practical foundational instruction, but then there's going to be some more advanced studies, one that we're dealing with overcoming um, and I want to talk on Thursday about the overcomer's theology. And then we're going to get in some areas that we can overcome in life through Christ. And um, I think it's going to be uh, very powerful. But in, the, in, in this teaching, we've already discussed how we've already discussed how um, new creation reality works. We begin to express that in there. Five things take place in the new creation that we we uh, we number one trade the nature from natural to supernatural. We trust in the Holy Spirit. We tame the tongue, and then we dealt with the transformation of heart. And we went through those scriptures in detail, which was only a sub point um, number four in our first point. And then we talked about training in righteousness a little bit, and 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 I've gone through those points and kind of exhausted it. Also, let us know that there are ways that um, we know we are excelling in the love of God. Actually, that's what we're going to talk about today. I talked about there are five things we know about the love of God, that it's a direct result of being governed by the Holy Spirit, that it unites us to Christ and makes um, our union un unseparable. It, it awakens faith and cause, um, to the causes of Christ, and that's a powerful scripture. You can write that down, Second Thessalonians 3, 1 through 6. And then it also advances us to have regard to the authority of God's commands. And then, of course, fifthly, um, we talk about how the love of God alters our courses of action and causes us uh, to advance in acts of compassion. And that's what leads us into point number two. We also talk about how that the love of God is a lifestyle. And the lifestyle demands, uh, whenever we say a lifestyle, we're saying that it, 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 God intends for us to embody his convictions, his compassion, and his character. That he demands beliefs and actions um, to be consistent 
and characterized by the things of God. And that it also um, um, allows this to happen through us exercising our godliness for the promises of things that are and are to come. And I thought about this today. It was a point that just came to my spirit, and it was quite funny when it came to me, you know, say this, um, if God doesn't do anything else for me, he's done enough. And I said to myself, I said, no, I don't think I have that compassion. I want you to continue. If, if, if it's in you that I live, live, and have my being, there, there is not enough that he could do that he won't do because he's the one that's causing me to do. So, you know, I, I know they say if he's done all, if he's done all that he's going to do, he's done enough. That's, that's maybe your confession, but it's not mine. Um, because God, God's mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And while we are faithless, the scripture says, he is faithful. Why? Because he's love. He's the standard. The, the, the life force is his love. His love is force. It's what causes us to operate in his, in his ways, by his means, by his character. And one of the scriptures my wife always preaches on when she ministers, it is he that both causes us to will and do his good pleasure. So you got to know that it's him doing the work. To live is Christ, right? And Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's the Holy Spirit transferred to us to do what he's called us to do. It's the anointing. It's the actual, the actual DNA of God <laughs> inside of us. Amen. You know, the Bible says, he that is joined the Lord is one spirit with him. So the love of God compels the light of the gospel. And when reflecting on the compassion of Christ, um, it, it causes us to display his honor as supreme characteristics committed to us by God. Now go with me to uh, Colossians chapter 3. And we've hit on this, but I want to expand it and amplify it. Now, three things, uh, uh, three things that life faces when the love of God is at stake. Uh, one of the things that you find out, when you really operate in the love of God, you'll find out the dependencies that you have on outside of God. Something about love. You know, especially when you talk, when, when you're a person that's in love and you experience love and you exist in God's love, there's things that you know when love is being communicated and when love is not. And a lot of times it's not being communicated effectively because of of the reality that there are dependencies on things that is love. So when love is at stake, you know the greatest dependency that you're going to have to exemplify that love is God. Is God, and when and when that's not when that's not the when that's not the factor, then love is not at stake. So dependencies outside of God is one of the greatest indications that to, uh, that life faces to determine whether love is at stake. The second thing is deficiencies in the inward man. What are these deficiencies? Emotionally self-destructive behavior. The, the things that distort you from actually existing in God's love. And what's that? What's that? That is, uh, these deficiencies are 
these deficiencies are low self-esteem, lack of self-control, loose, loose, uh, loose lips. You see what I'm saying? Low, low regard to your spirit man's development. Huh? Listening to other outside forces of influences over the, the strength of the inward man sinking to the Holy Spirit. All of these are are, are things that uh, lose sight of the greater picture and the greater plan of your purpose and the predestination are also part of these deficiencies in the inward man. And and that's something that we have to um we have to really take time to evaluate when we talk about love being at stake. Do we really do we really love God? Because see and not only first of all do we really love God and do we really love ourselves, you know, or do we really exist in God's love because when those questions then come then it, it awakens a whole other dichotomy or dynamic to us exemplifying God's love to others. Because if, if we're self-destructing, these deficiencies in the inward man will prevent us from really experiencing and exercising the love of God needed to exist in this lifestyle that God commands of every believer. And what happens is God says this, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Then, then he goes on to say, you can't, if, 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 you, if you can overlook what's going on in other people's lives and not find the source of love in them, then the love of God don't even dwell in you. And, and with, those, with those charges, with, with those charges, then you know if faith works by love and you claim to have faith, and those things do not do not come to, to to maturity and come into manifestation in your life, then that um, that that charge uh, those those charges and privileges that come as a result of salvation will destroy you. It will destroy your your potential in God. And that was, that's what should awaken you, glory to God. That's what should awaken you to, to really uh, to, to see if the life that God has given you is being exercised and utilized in your everyday affairs. Because a lot of people say they love God. And, and he said to a group of people, do away from me, you work as a iniquity because I never knew you. I never knew you. And, and why? Because they had dependencies outside of him, and they had deficiencies in their inner man. But thirdly, also, we know we have an enemy who comes and tries to transform himself as an angel of light. Now, in the outline, I say it's demonic attacks on our self-esteem, which means that the devil is seeking to establish another form of esteem. Some of it, for some of the people, it's elitism. Some of them is egotism. And then in other ones, it's, it's um, depression. Or it could be lust. Or it could be low standard. You know, it comes in various forms. But ultimately, the author of it is the devil. You know, now not everything is the devil, but 
In that case, now, there's one thing to have deficiencies in your inner man, which means you haven't really built your inner man because you haven't really affirmed yourself. The only way you're going to build, build your, be strengthened by the might is in the spirit. Okay, so, so the Holy Spirit is what empowers your inner man. And the only way you can empower and ignite the relationship you have with the Holy Spirit is to, is to intertwine and engage into the truth of God. Right, because the, the Holy Spirit is sent to lead and guide you into the truth. By word, the scripture says, is true. So the word of God is what empowers our love, hallelujah, to, uh, or our, our, uh, our strengthening in the inner man. But when you begin to tell the Bible says, how may, how may a man take, uh, uh, cleanse his ways by taking heed or, or giving consideration, hallelujah, to the word of God. And that's not looking at the word of God religiously because the letter killers, but the spirit being of life. So it's having a relationship with the Holy Spirit to where he can reveal to you what you need to know in order to how to exist. And that's why this teaching is important. This love as a lifestyle is extremely important because as you engage into the presence of the Holy Spirit, he is going to encounter you with certain dynamics that awaken how he acts and how he performs. And when that happens, then you begin to adapt to that nature, that new nature that is found in Christ. Amen. So you need to know that there are dependencies outside of God, deficiencies in the inner man, and demonic activities on your esteem that you have to take authority over when you're exemplifying and when you're going forth in the things of God. Now, that has to be seen before you reflect on it. Remember I told you that that the love of God hangs on, or love, rather, as a, um, hangs on two principles. The principle of justification by faith, faith working by love. And then the principle of honor. And honor is, is, is where we jump into just, uh, um, uh, the growing the love, the love life. Honor is how we do it. We, we are brought on the earth in a culture of honor. God gives us guardians. He gives us governmental uh, officials. He gives us the uh, honoring the process of giving, of uh, honoring growing relationships, amen, uh, and, and life. He gives these principles of honor so that we can see, and of course, you know, um, godly, uh, godly examples in the church as well as, uh, are given to us to grow and excel in God's love. But he uses the principle of honor uh, to display his supreme characteristics that we commit to God. And that's the part that I think the church has done a poor job of teaching, the supreme characteristics. So I want to go to Corinthians, uh, or Colossians rather, chapter 3, and we'll read a couple of verses there. And um, and take it from there. Let's read two through thirteen. I'll read that. You know, there's never enough time, but uh, set your affections on things above, but not things on earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. So now this is giving a summary of what I've just talked about for the last 15 minutes. Mortify, therefore, the members of um, which are upon the earth. Now here's what he's saying. 
these these members, of course, there are nine of them. Rather, I think there are nine or thirteen of them actually. There are nine, I believe. Uh, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil cup, cup conscience, covetousness, which is idolatry. Which are five? That those are five. For which these are are, are the wrath. Uh, or which the, uh, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, and which also ye walked in times um, in some time, and ye lived in them. But now ye have put off these things. Here, are where the uh, other ones come off: anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. Lie not one to another, uh, seeing that ye have put off the old man and, um, with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is creeped renewed in the knowledge after the image of him which created him. Now, let me give you a tip. On point number three, the love of God brings about divine perfection, which when the believer slides off of is preserved through revelation of knowledge. That's defined in Colossians chapter 3. Um, in Christ, who is our life shall appear, we shall also appear with him in glory. But in verse 12, it says, put on, well, actually, um, verse 10, it says, and ye have put on the new man, which is renewed in that knowledge. What's the knowledge? After the image of him that created. He's perfect. We're, and, and that's what we're going to talk about in the last lesson of this teaching. And I think it's going to take about two or three lessons to really go through that. <laughs> Amen. But I wanted you to, to just kind of put that on point number three when we go back um, to that. So when we get to the third portion of this lesson, You'll, you'll be able to um, to thrive off of that. Amen? Now, um, let's go to 12 and 13. Now, as the elect of God, we are told to, this is to display his high or his supreme characteristics committed by God. Now, these are God's characteristics. Just like the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. They are the fruit of the Spirit. They're not your fruit. <laughs> They're a result of you being engaged in the liberty that comes from the Holy Spirit. All right? And so is these. These are displayed in the love of God. So when the love of God is intersected in your heart, and when you receive the love of God in your heart, you as the elect of God are holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, um, Vows of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, even if any man quarrel against um, any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Do you see what I'm saying? And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of what? Perfectness. Right? And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, which ye are called into one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalm and hymn and spiritual song, with grace in your hearts to the Lord, that whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father by him. And then it goes to your relationship. Do you see that? Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. Do you get what I'm saying? Why? Because this is all a principle of honor. The honor, and of course, you know, these seven reflections of God's sovereignty, which is holiness, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearance, 
are all committed by God's character. And God's character is, is when you mortify the members which are in your body, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affections, evil conscience, covetedness, which is idolatry. And, and you put on, as the beloved of God, as the elect of God, you put on these mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. You get what I'm saying? But you put on those, those attributes, it says, and you, it says, verse 14 says, and above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfectness, and let this peace rule in your heart. That's God's nature. That's what it's telling you. So when we talk about compassion, the compassion of Christ is the force of the love to display his honor and his supreme characteristics that he's committed to. What we're saying is this, the love of God embodies the character of God, which is displayed in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, right? Those, those seven attributes, holiness, bounds of mercy, kindness, holiness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearance, and forgiveness, if you want to, if you want to add a, um, a six and a seven, forgiveness, in, in Christ, when you put on these things, you can move in God's power. Because, see, you said, look, put on, therefore. That means you have the right to put on this, and this is displayed in your honor. This is displayed in your honor. You kill things. You set your affections on things above and not on earth. So that, that's, that's a point that I want you to understand. Why? Because the light, the love of God compels the light of the gospel to reflect the compassion. What's that reflection? God's sovereignty or God's nature. God's nature revealed in our flesh. We set our affections, right? We have, we have no dependencies outside of God. We have no deficiencies in the inner man. And we, we demolish demonic attacks on our esteem. You get what I'm saying? So that we can stay in sync with God's love. And God's love, when we put that on, causes that peace to rule in our heart, which we are called as one body to be thankful. And, and this is a result of letting God's word, which is of Christ, dwell in us richly in all wisdom. Through this teaching and admonishing of one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, now, this ain't talking about singing. This is not talking about singing. This is talking about the revelation, the effect of the revelation of God's love being, <coughs> being brought. Now, of course, it's not talking about singing because it says in verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1, if ye be wisdom in Christ, seek those things above. This is a thought-out thing where Christ is seated up at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not things on earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. So this is that, that's that new creation reality. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear with him also in glory. They talk about you dying and going to heaven. They're talking about you exemplifying God's nature and reflecting his supreme characteristics through accepting the love that he has for you to display one toward another. Amen. All right. Now, the compassion, now, I don't have time to go to, uh, I don't think I have time at least. Yeah, praise the Lord. I've got a few minutes. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, which everybody jumps to, 
tells you what love does and what what it does not. Love is the motivator. Faith is the activator, right? But in addition, Colossians tells you why why God displays his love, why, why we have the advantage of his love in our life. Right, so we can we can be we can be holy, we can show mercy, we can show humility, meekness, long suffering. Now, what happens is a lot of times people try to manipulate it and try to um, re- re- resort to character traits that they have not they, when they have themselves not embedded themselves in the love of God, and they end up messing up folks because they say things of love that's really not love at all. Amen. All right, now, let's get to these points. Compassion, because we're talking about compassion, is a direct result of coming in contact with Christ. And that's what we proved in Colossians chapter 3. Compassion denotes that you have a revelation of the extent of God's redemptive work because of his love towards you. Because immediately when you come in contact with God's love, it transforms you first. And then compassion becomes a compass of existing as a love force for for the greater good. Because when you come in contact with the love of God, those seven attributes will then be reflect will be you will adapt it in your nature. Okay? Now let me close with five ways you know you are excelling in the love of God. Five ways you know that you are excelling in the love of God. Number one, you identify with the passion that is expressed through the adhering to the scriptures. Secondly, you are instantly resolved and resorting to the spirit-led decisions uh, and work at exemplifying divine compassion. Why? Because you set your affection on things above. All right. Thirdly, you are immune to the knowledge of the truth over your emotions. And then, fourthly, you impact others through selflessness and sacrificial acts and exploits of favor because, fifthly, you inherited a blessing beyond the measure and the factors of life. God's love has changed you from the inside out. Now, I love this because in in the principle of honor, one of the first layers of that is our guardian. Our, our mothers and fathers. On this day, we honor our mothers who we innately honor because the first thing that impresses their heart when they conceive and produce a child is God's love. Something in them loves that child, instantly wanting to give all the life force it has so that child can experience God's best. I'm reminded of the hymnologist. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, 
sinking deep within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now save. And my love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. In our lives, in the principle of honor, and the principle of justification, we find out God loves us. God surrounds us by people who love us. And we are able to love God and love others because he first loved us. Amen. And not only is he loving us just for the sake of appreciation and admiration, but in application he causes us to accomplish things through his love just because <laughs> he loves us. Amen. It's never it's almost hard to finish this series. I don't I don't know I don't know when it's gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to open up the the, the 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 portals of love and the power of the spirit of love, it just really just it really just does something to your heart. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We know that your word uh causes this this love to become reality and for that we thank you that we're coming into the knowledge of your love and experiencing your love in greater measures. Help us in these times, know more, know you more intimately than we might serve you more faithfully. And for that alone, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for your love being shed abroad in our heart by your Holy Spirit. That enables us to live this life. And for that, we also give you glory. We thank you that what, what you set in motion, Father, you will fulfill. And we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land. Of the living quarters in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do because greater is He that's within you than He that's within the world. God bless you. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Continue to glorify and magnify His holy name. And again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. We bless God for all of you. Continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. God bless you. Bye bye.